Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. When you visit Arizona... Time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. <sighs> Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks so much for making your way here, uh, checking out the series. Hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out every single week. Three brand new interviews every single week. New ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday so you can keep up with all of your favorite artists. Discover some new ones and know what's happening in the music world. iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, YouTube for the video version or anywhere you get your podcast from. Just subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And that's me. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Isaac Brock of the band Modest Mouse. They are back with The Golden Casket, uh, their first album since 2015. And uh, Isaac is going to tell me about the uh, the sound experiments he had been working on over the past few years, as well as having kids. That's that's kept him busy. And the album that he had talked about releasing after Strangers to Ourselves, which he says he still has and he still likes. So maybe we'll be getting that at, uh, at some point uh, in eternity. Uh, Isaac goes on to discuss his penchant for writing about the universe, uh, the unseen parts of our environment that includes sound wa waves and, uh, and various other waves, and aliens. In fact, there's quite a bit of talk of UFOs, Third Eye Spies, the Phoenix Lights, uh, both in relation to his own experiences and how they work themselves into this record. It's a really interesting and fun interview. It's Kyle Meredith talking with Modest Mouse, Isaac Brock. First off, I guess I should say it's so great to have you back. I know there's been these one-off singles in the past few right. years, but to have an album, The Golden Casket, that is so amazingly good, and I'm really not doing the interview or blowing smoke up your way. I, I freaking love this record. It is interesting that when I when I mention that, you know, I'm going to be talking with you, it doesn't matter who I'm talking to, the first person, the, the first question out of everybody's mouth is, what does he do? What does he do between the albums? <laughs> I think that's well, become the big thing. Yeah. That's kind of kind of all over the place. I made a lot of noise that I didn't think was worth making a, a 
putting on records, but I wanted to make it anyways. And I made a lot of it. Made years of just loops, uh, looped insanity, I think. And then, you know, outside of, outside of music, I, mean, I don't know, I've been pretty busy with my kids, life in general. And try, you know, it's baby jail, is, uh, what someone I know calls it. And it's pretty, it's pretty fitting. So, yeah, I'm certain, serving a couple sentences here. It's a real thing. I do know about that. Yeah. Are you in or are you out? Uh, you know, mine, mine is now 13. I got one. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm out. But I, I completely remember it. It's very, like, I have lots of video and audio to remind me that while in my head it was really cute, that at the time right. it was not as cute. <laughs> it's pretty fucking cute, man. Like, I mean, yeah, it's. I don't think I don't think I'm being the best dad I can because I'm not upset by almost anything they do. But it's like, oh, that's so cute, you know. Um, but it's so fucking cute. Anyways, yeah, lots of loosening the wheels on the wagon and then tightening them back up. That you know, that sort of shit. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I do remember at one point, if I'm remembering right, actually, and it was on the last record. And of course, I think a lot of people are probably asking you around the same thing right then. Like, hey, it's been a handful of years since an album. And 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 I think a lot of artists, when they say this, I, I assume they probably uh, regret it immediately. But I thought you had said something around that time. Like, you know what? And I've got another enough material for another album right after this. Yeah, and I kind of did. You know, like I, was like, I think I was two songs shy of what I would have felt was a man, you know. So I was like, oh, I'll just start releasing this as singles. And then by the time I need those other two songs, well, we'll be there. And we, only, we didn't get very far with that because I don't fucking know why. There's no reason it didn't. There's still that batch of songs is still sitting there and I'm still pretty happy with it. And so I don't know. Maybe I'll just tell another lie. Um, yeah. <laughs> Next is even quicker. Even um, quicker. Six years. <laughs> no, at least now you've set it up. Now we now we have expectations, so it's fine. And we're like, we got one, we got one. This is this is all right. It's but so digging into this one, I, and I just want to dig into this one because I do think there's so much going on to dissect. Like, I'll start with this. Another one of the fan comments that I've at least seen online is sort of as I say, the expectations. What people are assuming a lot of this thematically might be about, and someone said, you know, with the world so shitty there's some expectations thematically that this could follow in line with, you know, what you, I guess what you call your breakthrough record, good news for people like bad news. And I don't know what a golden casket exactly represents to you in this. I, I kind of know what I felt like it has, like I haven't completely grasped that, but, but it does seem like when we're talking about a golden casket, which no matter the material, it's still a waste of space ultimately that you're burying someone in and, you know, just, you know, being a, a right with, but so let me back that up. So what does that represent to you in this? And is that thematically sort of on pace with what uh, the assumptions are? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm more mesmerized than, than feeling what the hell about it. You know, like uh, my lack of, what am I trying to say? The last couple of years have been strange enough for me and whatnot, at least um, that I'm reevaluating my overall universe view, you know? Like mm-hmm. math is getting fucking weirder. Like I don't, I, mean, I don't even understand um, the math that makes this shit make sense, but quantum anything, you know, like I definitely feel like a passenger uh, um, things, you know, like at, at times, most of the universe is invisible and it's fucking wild. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at. 
And I think there's a bit of that in this thing and the ways that we are, we're able to engage in and just, you know, just blindly just throwing fucking, you know, rays, RF, you know, extremely low frequency ray waves, ah, fucking all the stuff that is our communication and things like, it's as real as you or me, man. Like, I mean, we're using it right now. Stuff. It's not solid, but it's it's doing something to it. Yeah, you know. And I mean, who can blame us? They're fucking this this whole everything about this is kind of neat and stuff. And we're not. And for others, very profitable. I mean, like it, I, I think we found out to today for certain. Like news came in, and it was like, oh, all pollinators are dying because of phones. Um, I'd call someone and tell them about it on my fucking cell phone and shit. <laughs> like, right, right. And I don't think, I don't think that it's like, yeah, we're plenty evil, I guess, but not, I don't think that's what this is. Anything's really about. I think it's just once you've had a taste, people fucking, you, you know, like they're not going to stop making cell phones. They want to, there's more islands to buy or whatever and shit. First off, the pollinators has been something that's been scaring me for a few years. And the fact that they haven't discredited that. And yet you are, we're all still using the phones. Like that might be a thing. That might be a thing. You know, the bees are dying because we don't know. We don't know. But it's just kind of a comment on what you were saying there. But hearing the way you talk about that, the way you're talking about, you know, the invisible universe and having been a fan of Modest Mouse for a very long time. I do feel like you, I mean, you've been sort of looking at the universe for a long time in and out of a lot of your songs, whether it's even just the moon close to us. And we hear about the stars right. in this one. Has it changed what you're thinking about when you're looking up there? You know, how, the, the way you look at the universe, has that changed for you? Well, Elon Musk has, because I, I got to see a parade the other night. I was just like, what the? I didn't sign on for this. Like, it's already hard to see the stars. And now I've got like, no now it feels like i'm in a satellite prison like who signed off on this shit um and it's maybe it'll be great maybe it's the best thing that ever happened i don't know i don't know what the game plan is wasn't really put up to committee like yeah i mean are there any entire nations that you know of that are just like yeah you can't just do that to the, i guess that conversation's over if if you want to have it you don't get to have it uh that sort of thing but um you know for me, like, uh, there's this one line by a band called uh, The Drones that does better than, I hate to say it, they just did a better job summing up this whole thing, which is one line, what do fish know about water? And it's it, it fucking, that's pretty, uh, that's kind of how I feel about the universe as it is right now. And things. I mean, like, come on, man. When, every day, like someone, and not just like someone from the Pentagon, like the president. You know, like the uh, Obama is like, oh, I can't tell you about the flying saucers. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what do you fucking mean? Well, then don't don't start that sentence and stuff because there's a there's a lot in there. But you know, like um, now, I was personally involved in seeing the Phoenix Lights. I saw the most commonly reported. Uh, I was in a holding pattern on an airplane. I'm on board. That happened in '97. Google it. So. It's not something I was going to talk about because I can't conjure um, UFOs, but there's a lot of talking about it going on these days, so I'm comfortable doing it. Uh, and that's fucking crazy. Like, that's actually, that's just like casual conversation, just like for world leaders and shit now, like, oh, yes, well, you know, 
guess. Like, are they waiting for the ink to dry? Like, is there some deal? Or it was just like, <laughs> they decided, like, you guys get in the suit. Okay, some of you guys got to climb into this big space pot. And, uh, and, then, and then the rest of you just keep breeding because uh, they're coming back with another pot in about 2,000 years or whatever and stuff. Like, uh, it's going to be, I mean, I'm actually kind of relieved that, like, apparently whatever's going on with the people from other planets is so becoming a, an open topic because I've got a lot, I've got a section of uh, what most of, most of my conversation just falls into this tinfoil hat category. And so I kind of keep it, you know, like, I keep it away from the likes of you. And stuff. <laughs> the last thing I, the last thing I need to do is just be publicly crazy again. Shit. It, it is so common right now. Like, like this is this is dinner table conversation that even I'm having here with you know around with my wife because I said the other day uh, referencing what you were just talking about with Obama, I said you know why I'm not nervous right now is because whatever he knows, he's still comfortable enough to just sit around and shoot the shit with Bruce Springsteen on a podcast that goes nowhere. <laughs> and isn't that nice? Yeah, you know, but like that's a, but then you go back to. If someone said that all the pollinators were dying, it definitely dying because our phones, we just keep doing it anyways. Is that what's happening? You know, like, I mean, it does make me feel more comfortable. Like there's maybe because I don't think we have an, an idea whatsoever how to salvage this shit. Like we're just like, eh, maybe another 10 years, you know. And so I like I like to know that there's maybe someone showing up with some better science, uh, maybe a good plan. Maybe it doesn't involve a pot or, uh, you know, giant pits of our bodies or anything like that. That would be fucking great because I'm out of ideas. I don't think I, I <laughs> no one's calling me, but, you know, which is good because I don't have, I don't know, I don't know what to tell them. Uh, you know, I'm kind of a Paul Stamets dude. Like I'm on board with it. I think we could probably sell, solve a lot of problems with mushrooms, but we're not gonna, you know, it's, it's inconvenient. <laughs> so. I love I'll tie that in back to the record a little bit too. Just it, it, the fact that, you know, the whole thing starts off with an acid trip in itself is a, just a great moment uh, as far as, you know, the comeback of, of Modest Mouse and whatever that means. But, but really tying it closer into what we're talking about here, you have taken what we're discussing, the silence of the universe, and actually worked that into the music somehow. And I say that as, as I read in the press release as what you're talking about. I've listened to the record with actual headphones, not with, you know, more than just the earbuds and everything. And it does feel like there's stuff going on. How did you work it in musically? I mean, we hear what we're talking about thematically here, but what, how did you, how did that show itself musically on this record? Well, when you were asking what I was doing for the, you know, last few years, one of them, and this is, this is boring stuff, but details, here we are. Trying to figure out modular synths. I did, didn't, I didn't, I need, I need to have someone with me at any, all times when operating modular synths. But I did on this record to have someone help, helping me put together, you know, like my chains and get my sounds going. And so that's a lot of that comes from there or just everything from uh, just friction on fingers was a part of it. And then you slow it down. That's, you know, is that what you're talking about? Where did the trip yeah, sounds come from? Basically, uh, yeah. because there's so much just little things happening musically right and i feel like it is part of that like the silence of the world it's probably my favorite record we've ever done as far as this stuff goes and yeah. not as far as like it's it's a sound effect record and it's just like all sorts of all sorts of neat little clicks and clacks and i i, I started the whole thing off um 
lying to myself and the producer saying I wasn't going to play any guitar on it. I was like, I'm not doing guitar on this record. And he's like, <laughs> I think I was, I think I said it and centered like kind of belligerent. I'm not going to do any guitar on this. We're doing a Kalimba record. And those were, those were my words. And it lasted for not too long, but, but for a few songs, you know, you just get going. Um, but then my thumbs hurt and I wanted to play guitar. Um, uh, we didn't also, this record was kind of made in a more collage fashion than less of, you know, like the band standing in a hot attic, just sweating and playing um, and things like kind of, kind of just enjoyed the technologies we have. It was fun and stuff. And it's going to be fucking damn near impossible to play this shit right. But we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to that. And I know there's yeah. a lot of that coming up too. I'll, I'll ask about it a little bit a minute ago, but I, I do feel like the obvious song to bring up at this point because of what we're talking about is transmitting receiving. Uh, yeah. One, again, because of what we're talking about, but two, that sounded like it was either the most fun song to put together or frustrating. Your cadence, I mean, hitting that is so good. Thank you. I can do it now because in order to like in order to make that fucking thing work, it was both frustrating and fun. It was, you know, it's like puzzles. Puzzles are fun, but you know, like if you got a million little pieces and it's all sky or something, it's fucking frustrating. And that was kind of that was kind of the thing. Like, in order for it to work with my breathing and and I don't like being too self-referential and talk, you know, like. But there it is. Fuck it. Um, it was it was it was fun. I can actually still do that pretty well. The whole thing because it was designed. Um, and I can't take it out of order. If it's taken out of order, the whole thing falls apart. If you like pull one of the, so one thing out of there, the whole thing collapses. Crazy word Jenga and shit. <laughs> I was, I was reading, you recently talked about, um, uh, subterranean homesick blues. And I thought yeah. it was probably a lineage between the two of those to some degree. Yeah. You know, I, you, you saw that, you saw that thing. I, I, mm. I never, I kind of don't check into this stuff because it would be vain. Uh, but I, I'm surprised that they used my conversation about that. I was, it was, I barely formed a fucking sentence about anything. I was just like, oh, the, and the words. So it yeah. made sense. No, the whole thing yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Did they put quotes around the whole thing and then put their, their name <laughs> under it? Because that's verbatim. Yeah. Once I read that, you know, that's one of those things I did. I was like, oh, yeah, I can see that. I can see the line to this. Like, you know, whatever. This is your version of that song in, in some way. But yeah, uh, kind of true. Although I didn't think about that at the time. That that song in particular, uh, that style of singing, actually, is something I just fucking love. Too many words. Too, that's why one of the things I like about a lot of rap. Just like, I like too many words. Um, faster and crafty. I do want to bring up the touring, you know, because here you are. Now you, you've you got to figure out how to play this live and songs like that, which I'm very interested to hear you. I'm, a, I'm just throwing stuff out here. This might not have anything to do with you, but, you know, we do have the chance now. It, it is a rebooted tour industry. And for you, do you feel like there's any thought going into this about if anything was wrong beforehand, how do you make it right this hand? Like, it's, are those conversations happening at all? Yeah, I, I mean, in a in a in a very I'm involved in the music business sort of way. I don't know if anyone's going to actually see the ways that it's a, uh, oh, fuck, yeah, of course they will. There's less of us on stage. I decided that I was done being an eight-piece band, that um, that I 
so I'm, I'm shrinking it. But like as far as the overall industry, I don't know, man. It's tightening, <laughs> tighten up the whole machine. I right before fucking right before the uh, pandemic hit, I was trying to talk uh, one of my managers into investing in Tesla semis. All right, into like a fleet of five or so fucking or at least three Tesla semis because I was like, it's it's just so much better. It's they're faster. They fucking, you know, they can basically drive blah, 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 blah. I drank, drank the Kool-Aid fully just off of one um, promotional web page of theirs and stuff. Yes. Yesla. And they, <laughs> and, uh, and if they'd done that, they would have been out so much money on semis that couldn't go anywhere and things. So, yeah. I mean, far enough with that I found out that it would be years till they got them anyways. Cause Pepsi already all the all the big dogs were getting in on it early they're cool <laughs> you're just driving yourself to the show that spaceship we'll get there at some point we'll get there because the aliens are coming that's that's true to some degree apparently, some apparently i have come <laughs> you know there's something that if you have time to look into this so uh let's get a little tinfoil hat moment for you uh at one point i was getting gang stalked and that turned into something else turned into something else but i ended up uh, a friend of mine who's a Navy, retired Navy SEAL and uh, whatnot referred me. Well, okay. One fellow gave me a link to a movie called Third, Third Eye Spies. And it's a documentary about declassified shit. The government had this like team of psychics. So, the, you know, it's the people that the Spirit Goats movie was based on, but it was the real documentary about these people and stuff. Dove down that rabbit hole pretty far and so much as I even have had a remote viewer view me and, and shit like that. He just told me, um, told me like, okay, this time find someplace com- comfortable, hang out there for 15 minutes. I'll, I'll check and see who's checking you out. Uh, and he, then he referred me to another fella. And anyways, in, in this weird, wonderful world of uh, psychic shit, which is something I wouldn't have bought a fucking year ago. You know, like, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been on board like a couple year or two ago. That I've been like no, no chance. Fully on board. But one of the things that these people in one of the sites I went linked into, they're talking to them and like multiple government fucking like employee uh, dudes give the same independently give the same description of four um, alien bases underneath four mountains uh, on Earth location the vibe and one's like there's just a, a console with something watching and it's kind of it's neither neither evil nor good it's just kind of passive whatnot this is it's wild shit man look at it but i supposedly there's four bases here already now one of them one of them there they have footage of uh, helicopters going into so and that's one that they all claimed was somehow aliens and people working together and then they saw helicopters go into a mountain. So, third, third Eye Spies is the name of the documentary. Amazon, you get get it there, and just watch like you know all of it. But the first five minutes, and they'll be like, okay, Isaac's not just like you know. I mean, I, there's also this thing I've got going now after like figuring finding out that the way Putin kind of got into power was a performance artist um, friend of his that they were just like, oh, chaos. Just every time one article comes out put out another article that says the exact opposite for everything just never have an actual story if there's one if someone says like you did this put out an article that says that 
that or like and that's how our fucking that's how all of all politics been going and shit you, you know in america the election everything you know like i was i kind of have to fucking physically be somewhere and see it or have the conversation with someone at this point for me not to feel like i'm getting fucking toyed with and there's no way to be because like you kind of need news you know like it, it's supposed to be useful and shit i mean it's a good plan just saying all of that you said how that works into this music however it had to work into the music and whatever it means in the details i'd love the way you've done it thanks and i you know i know i'm doing a hard pivot here but i i do love oh that's, I love that's all right do, i can know where we're at I, I love what you're doing musically i especially love what you're doing lyrically you know and for however long it takes you i'm not one of those people it's like come on give me the record it's been two years like let the masterpieces happen. And I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, sorry, you would not, not have wanted. It. You would have not wanted the record that showed up two years <laughs> later. Well, yeah, I guess I had all this stuff pre-recorded recorded from the previous thing. That would have been fine. But if I if I'd tried writing one from scratch, right around then, that would have been a fucking disaster. Um, oh, I love this one. I really, really do. And I, I should also point out, um, I'm here in Louisville, and there's not a time. Oh, wonderful! Do you know your name Danny is Syme? not. What's that? Do you know Danny Syme? Guy from Menomina moved from Portland out there. He's nine nine feet tall. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know the Menomina guys, but I, I don't think I know him personally. Yeah, I know uh, the band. You see Danny, yeah. he lives in Canada. He's great. He's the nicest That's person cool. on earth. Well, it's it's amazing how often still the show that you all did in a gym years ago at like 150 degrees in this gym or whatever down here is right. still like one of the most legendary shows I think in this city. So yeah, I remember that. There were some of those paintings by the guy who did the um, pavement record uh-huh. cover and shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that show. That's great. Isaac, man, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, like I said, I've been a fan for so long, so I really do appreciate this. Uh, congrats on this record. I can't wait to see this live, to hear it live, uh, you know, wherever, at a, at a gym show at Lollapalooza. Uh, seriously, though, the Golden Casket is so damn good, dude. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure talking to you. My thanks, Isaac Brock. Again, the new Modest Mouse record is called The Golden Casket. Thanks to you for checking out this episode and uh, and hit that subscribe button. You know the deal. You know how podcasts work. I'll put out three new interviews every single week so you can keep up with all of your favorite artists. And again, uh, at the usual spots like iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. After that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. An hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, including uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all of them at Kyle Meredith. do hope you like and uh, follow along. Make sure to say hi when you do. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. This is how hot it is here. This is a crayon. And it's melted? Yeah. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.